0: Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This show is dedicated to empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals. I'm your host Kat Horrocks, a women's life and career coach based in Manchester, UK. Each week I'll be sharing stories, perspectives expertise from successful and inspiring women so you can feel empowered with the positive vibes and practical guidance to step into the next level version of you. So if you're craving more passion and purpose in your life or you're just looking for a boost in your busy day, make sure you're subscribed and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This week's interview has come at the perfect time. I am sitting down to chat with Amy Rushworth today. Amy is such a wonderful spirit, such a calming, beautiful, like loving presence and you're just going to get so much positive energy, positive vibes and inspiration from her and her story. She has overcome so much in her life and she shares some of that with us today. We talk about trauma and healing from trauma. We talk about changing that narrative and choosing, choosing to want more from our lives, choosing to love ourselves more, choosing to believe that we're worthy of more and Amy has just been on such an incredible journey and now shares that work with her clients on her retreats, some of her retreats of which are coming up soon. Just enjoy this episode, it's come at the perfect time, it it came at the perfect time for me to listen back to it because Amy is just so positive and even following her on Instagram, which I recommend you do, she just talks so much sense and she's spoken so much about some of the themes we discussed today in relation to, you know, the coronavirus, talking about like um, living in fear, living in ego, focus, you know, being selfish rather than living with love, thinking of other people and embracing this, you know, embracing the fact that we're in a community, we're all human beings, we need to help each other out, we need to be kind to other people, we need to not buy the whole thing of toilet paper at the store (laughs) and just, yeah, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful episode and whether you're working at home this week, whether you're self-isolating and you can't work, whether you're you know having to carry on working, I'm recording this intro on Friday so I'm not sure what the situation is going to be but um, I just wanted to send you some love and send you some good vibes and the podcast is all pre-recorded so it's all going to be going up as normal so if this is part of your Monday morning routine then enjoy. I also have a really exciting announcement to make on the day that this goes up, so Monday, let me check my diary, I always forget dates, Monday the 16th this is going up, so if you're listening on the day it goes live, then I have just launched the next round for the group coaching. So this next round of group coaching is going to begin on the 6th of April and If you want to take your life to the next level, if you want to dive deep into mindset work, if you want to transform the way you think about your goals, the way you approach fear, the way you approach people pleasing, saying no with confidence, there are so many juicy mindset focused topics that we're going to be diving into within the group coaching and it's all for you. I have loads of information about it on my website so I'm going to link that in the show notes or you can head to cathorocks.com and all the info will be there at the top of the page for you but it's yeah it's going to be a transformational beautiful few months together. It's another 12-week cycle so just like the one that has just come to an end And the girls in that group have got so much out of it, they've made so much progress within themselves, within their goals, within their lives, within their careers and I cannot wait to do it all again, Um, this time going even deeper into the things that hold us back, not just setting goals and achieving what we want in our lives but overcoming the obstacles and the things in the way, the things holding us back from getting to where we want to be. So enrolment is open for that right now and there are very limited spaces, there are also limited spots again for the VIP, so if you don't know the VIP is, there's 10 places and if you get the VIP option you'll get a one-off one-to-one session with me for 90 minutes and the girls who managed to get those in the last group absolutely loved them, got so much out of them and I cannot wait to welcome you into the group if it's a good fit for you, so like I said all the info is in the show notes or just head to kathorrocks.com and if you have any questions or you're not quite sure and you want to chat to me more, then you can dm me or reach out on instagram, my instagram is at cat underscore horrocks, so I had to mention that because I'm super excited and there is no way I'm letting coronavirus get in the way of this group coaching, especially if we're all spending more time at home, hopefully relaxing more, we have more time to reflect, we have more time to think about our goals, about what we want from our lives and we have more time to work on ourselves and to do the things that we are going to make us happy and we really deserve to do. So that's still going ahead, we're going to kick off on the 6th of April as I said and get all the info on my website. So thank you for listening to this slightly longer intro than normal but I just had to mention what's going on because it seems crazy not to and just know that go you know have a bath maybe go on a walk and just listen to this story from amy and you're gonna feel so much calmer so much more positive and so inspired by her so enjoy welcome back to put yourself first everyone and welcome today to my incredible guest amy say hello
1: hey thank you so much for having me kat i'm really grateful to
0: be here Thank you so much for spending your time with me this morning. So, you have an incredible story, and I feel like we're going to dive deep into some really important topics today um, and the incredible work that you do. I would love you to just share a little bit more about (laughs) I know this might sound a bit long winded, but your childhood and your upbringing and kind of your story and what brought you to the work that you do today.
1: Absolutely. So I am now a multi certified transformation and healing mentor, but I haven't always been this person. And I've been through a lot of changes and lots of turning points and deviations in my life that all, I guess, began from childhood. And a lot of the issues and things that I've been through personally in my own healing journey. And finding my mission, are rooted back in certain things that happened in my childhood. So I have been very privileged in the sense that I am obviously a white middle-class woman. And I grew up with a family that loved me very much. And I have an amazing mom, an amazing dad. But even though they did everything to protect me and to nurture and nourish me, like many people, I experienced trauma throughout my childhood. So I, um, my parents broke up when I was four. And I think that that was quite traumatizing for me and influenced a lot of my personality and the way that I respond to challenges. But then my mum actually got into a different relationship with another man who is my stepfather for... About a decade, and um, in that household, things were very different, so it was very abusive uh, there was a lot of fear, um, but it was all kind of swept under the rug, and I would go to school and i'd go to school with all these wealthy people who had a lot more money than us, and I would kind of just pretend that my life wasn't how it really was. I would pretend that everything was perfect, I would become obsessed with being both popular and fitting in, but also being a high achiever, excuse me, and uh, getting good grades and just trying to always be perfect and the best and be this good girl so that I wouldn't be found out for the ugly truth that was the reality at home. And I also experienced sexual abuse when I was about 11 And uh, I repressed the memories because it didn't fit into this perfect paradigm and this perfect mask that I was wearing. So I froze at the time and I went into a freeze and fawn trauma response, which we can talk about later if you like. And uh, what that meant was that uh, the memories kind of froze as well. And I repressed them and I didn't remember them until only a couple of years ago. So um, there's been a lot of healing that has gone on, even in the last few years, but definitely throughout my entire life. And um, the, uh, I guess, the consequence of all of this was that I ended up becoming someone who was in a lot of toxic cycles throughout my teenage years. Um, being both a high achiever but also a self sabotager, I took a lot of drugs. I drank a lot. There's a lot of addiction in my family, anyways, um, and. Um it all kind of came to a head when I was about 23 and I was diagnosed with PTSD and I really had to take a cold, hard look at my life and where I was, which was rock bottom and start to go back to childhood and really think about the things that had shaped me into this woman that I was becoming and think about the wounds that I'd never looked at or never been brave enough to face or heal or dive into. And It took a lot of courage to do that, and it was definitely very challenging. But I've come to this beautiful point now in my life where I am genuinely so grateful for every single thing that's happened to me in my life. I am grateful for the trauma. I am grateful for the experiences, and I'm grateful for the things that challenged me as a child and as a teenager because they've made me into this really compassionate mentor and guide for other people who are going on that same journey. And it's given me this beautiful gift in a way because I have compassion and lived experience. But I also know myself as this strong, courageous woman because I've come out of all of those things and I've been able to turn challenges and pain into the things that now empower me in my business, in my relationships and in my entire life.
0: Incredible thank you so much for sharing that and I was just thinking as you were saying that and then you said it yourself like how how beautiful and how rewarding this work is you know the work that we do as coaches but also just like personal growth personal journey personal healing and how how difficult it is to approach that because like you say you do have to make those connections connect the dots between what's happened to you and how it's had a knock on effect which for some people it's too painful to do that and they never get to they never get to take the time to make those connections but also how incredibly rewarding it is to you know to come out the other side of that and to get to to get to choose a different story
1: absolutely and I love that you said it like that choosing a different story I could have chosen to stay in this story of struggle and being disconnected from my body and spiritually and operating as a person that wasn't even the real me. It was a traumatized me and a me that I'd created to survive. But now it's amazing because I help other people to do this and I kind of say that I'm their torchbearer in a way. I'm not there to fix them I'm not there to change them they're perfect as they are but I'm there to kind of show them that there's another path and there's another story that you can write if you feel brave enough to do so
0: Yeah what what do you feel like if you could pinpoint it was your rock bottom like what was that turning point between being the person that you were you know being trapped in this trauma cycle like you said and realizing that you had to start you had to start listening you had to start reconnecting you had to do the work what happened there
1: i think it was about age 23 i've had a few rock bottoms to be honest but there was a lot of rock bottoms in my early 20s i was in a very very dark place some of the stories now i, I won't go into it because they're quite grim but um You know, looking back, I feel so much compassion and a lot of grief for my former self that I was in such a place. But on the outside, it looked like I had it together. So that was my perfect little mask. So nobody really was concerned about me, or they didn't say they were anyway. Um, But I was actually very depressed and very destructive at the time. I was smoking sometimes 40 cigarettes a day. And drinking, you know, just Red Bull and Diet Coke all day, not eating, um, working really hard, but partying until four or five in the morning, five or six nights a week. And um, on a sort of sexual level, I was very destructive in that way as well, because obviously I had this sexual trauma in my body that I didn't know was there because that memory was still repressed. And so I was you know, in a lot of relationship patterns that were very unhealthy. I was sleeping around with a lot of people, not using protection. I was in a relationship or what I thought was a relationship with a drug dealer and uh, he was treating me really poorly. I was ending up in violent situations. Um, I had a situation of date rape and that, that collectively was a kind of, two-year window probably of rock bottom. But the real rock bottom, uh, I think, was when I started experiencing physical symptoms of what was going on. So mentally, my mind and the way I was feeling emotionally was completely not okay. But I was kind of ignoring it. I was kind of operating from that mindset of, well, I'll just crack on and I can't let anyone know that I'm struggling. And because I ignored that for so long, my body was keeping that score and my body started to show that pain and to show those symptoms so that I would pay attention. So this kind of decade-long downward spiral came to rock bottom when I found myself bedridden with pneumonia. I'd actually had pneumonia for three months undiagnosed because I hadn't gone back to the doctor to get my test results And when I finally did, they were like, You are very, very sick. You need to go to bed. You need to stop doing whatever you're doing. And at the time as well, I was going through a really bad breakup. Uh, I'd been experiencing a lot of betrayal, breakdown of friendships. I'd started having panic attacks. And I had like a weekly UTI, like a urinary tract infection every single week, and headaches and all sorts of things. So my body was really speaking to me and saying, Amy, you need to do something. You need to get yourself on track. You need help and you need to get yourself out of this position that you're in. So because I was obviously bedridden with my pneumonia and I was feeling very lonely at the time because didn't really have any true friendships. I had a lot of party friendships, but didn't really have anyone that I could text who could come and help me. And even bring me soup and bring me medicine and it was very lonely and so because I had that space and that loneliness to reflect and I was at home I started to think about you know what do I need to do to get myself on track because I'm not okay I can't be so strong anymore I can't hold myself together and falling apart and so I mustered up the courage to reach out to a friend who could give me a recommendation for therapy and I went to therapy and I was then diagnosed with depression and PTSD and that was quite confusing for me at the time because my knowledge of PTSD was like people get PTSD when they come back from the war or when they've been through really intense severe trauma and keeping in mind I didn't remember at this point in time that I'd experienced sexual abuse and I actually hadn't even realized the ramifications of what it had been like for me growing up in a household with with a partner that my mum was with so I was a bit confused but I knew that I had to do something And at least then I had this diagnosis so I was like okay can from here because I've got some clarity at least I know that it's not me it's broken there's just something that I'm experiencing right now and I knew also that I had to make some radical changes so even though it was a really lonely terrible challenging time and I definitely had thoughts of ending my life at that time as well there was also this spark inside of me that started there that just kept me going and there was a part of me probably my higher self that knew that this was something that I had to go through my dark night of the soul to really unearth the deeper fears and traumas within so that I could actually go ahead and live a life that was authentic and to make decisions from a place of empowerment rather than from a place of limiting beliefs and fear and struggle, and. In the moment, that was really hard to kind of rationalize and realize, but a part of me knew that. And so, now in hindsight, I know that that was completely necessary for me to go through in order to transform my life, and I needed that radical rock bottom in order to make the radical change that I did. But from that point onwards, it's only been up from there, and this spark has grown into this full-on fire within me, and now I can't be put out and I always say to people when they're in a rock bottom, when they come to me, it's a great place to be because the only way is up and it's a very solid foundation from which to rebuild your life because, you know, there's nothing to lose at that point. So if anyone who's listening is in their rock bottom too or you resonate with anything that I've said or you're a woman like me who has received a PTSD diagnosis or you're struggling with panic attacks or feeling really low, I just want you to know that you are so worthy of everything that you want and it is so possible for you. And it just starts by taking one step each day.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love that despite everything you had been through, despite, you know, how much turmoil you were in, when you stopped and when you started to rest, that voice kicked in. And I always talk about this. I truly believe that you know we know what we need and like you say it's your higher self it's your intuitive guidance it's that you know spark within you that that guides you if you listen to it and so how incredible that you took the steps to you know quiet everything externally and rest and listen to your body finally and then that, and that's when you know it wasn't a motivational podcast that you listen to it wasn't like tony robbins on the tv it was you because you you know deep down exactly what you need
1: absolutely you know and we live in this society that is obsessed with progression it is obsessed with forward moving forward moving motion it is obsessed with perfection and growth and i love growth and i love creating goals and manifestation. But we can't avoid certain parts of our experience, especially struggle, especially challenge, especially rock bottom and when things aren't working because the greatest growth comes through the resistance. I mean, the greatest things that I've ever learned, whether that's spiritually, sexually, in business, in relationships, has come from the challenging times. Because when things are really good and we're just kind of cruising, we're not really motivated to make huge changes. We might be inspired, but it is through crisis and through our dark night of the soul or through our challenge that we have this amazing opportunity to turn that pain and transmute that energy into something that is powerful or something that is new or something that is different. and. I'm not saying that you have to go through a painful chapter every time you want to make a quantum leap or every time you want to make a beautiful change. But it's having that conversation with yourself when you are in pain and asking yourself, what is the gift? Because there is always a gift, whether it's in anxiety, whether it is in grief, whether it is in struggle or mistakes or regrets, there is a gift there that is waiting for you to receive. And that's the beautiful thing it's like it's not about just being positive all the time it's about using our perception and our awareness and our experiences to empower ourselves, whatever that looks like in different times and different chapters in our lives
0: yeah and part of your gift is the incredible life and business that you've built from going through this journey and I imagine you know, from, from the point where you realized you needed help and reaching out to that therapist for the first time to the point where you, you know, was growing this business and sharing this work with other people. I imagine that journey in itself was a long path to walk. And so I'd love to hear more about that, how, how you grew from, you know, your own self-healing to be in such a strong position that you can go on and share that work with other people?
1: Gosh, where do I start? (laughs) Um, So I did about a two-year period of my own self-healing. So after my initial therapy, I felt hungry for more. I felt hungry for more than just a conversation where I was being asked questions and I did get to a point where I was like okay look I feel all right but I'm hungry for something else and I started reading self-help books and getting into you know personal development one of the first things that I was learning about was the power of gratitude and also the law of attraction and manifestation so I made a vision board And I put so much random stuff on the vision board. I didn't even really know what I was doing, I think. But it's interesting because about two years after that, my life looked identical to what was on the vision board. And that was like my wildest dream at that point. And right now my life is so much more and so much more expansive than that. But at that time, that was a huge possibility for me. So I started exploring healing and spirituality and meditation and manifestation and I also made some practical changes in my life so I looked and reevaluated how I was eating and nourishing my body and the intention behind why I was exercising on a really basic level was it from self-love or was it from self-loathing because before it was from hate so I started moving in a different way And I started evaluating my friendship circle. So that changed a lot. And there was a really big period of loneliness there. I want to really just share that because so many of my clients and my students experience this and it can be really challenging when you start to lose friendships, but you're in that in-between space where you haven't quite manifested or cultivated those new connections. But that was part of the process as well. That was a really important part of the process. And that loneliness isn't inherently bad. Again, it can be a gift. It can be an opportunity to get into alignment and to really connect to what you want from your relationships. And I also was looking at, um, you know, what I wanted from my career. Because at that point, I was working in the fashion industry. I was a stylist and it was a very unfulfilling career for me it was very much something that I aspired to for a long time and I worked so hard and I spent so much money on going to the best university and doing my degree and hustling my way up that ladder but when I got there it was just nothing close to what I'd anticipated and it didn't feel fulfilling so I was looking at okay well how do I shift that and so I had been doing all this healing and I suddenly just got this spark of courage to be like, do you know what? I really need to go on a holiday. I really want to go to Coachella. And that sounds like a really small thing to want to do. But at the time, I was too scared to ask my bosses even for like two days off. I mentioned earlier that I didn't get my diagnosis for my pneumonia for three months Part of that was because I was too scared to ask for two hours off to go to the doctor. I felt very intimidated by the people I worked with and I felt a lot of pressure to be perfect and to never have my own needs. And so when I asked for this time off, I'd already booked the flights to go to Coachella and the tickets. And I was of this mindset of like Do you know what I'm going I'm I'm making it happen and if they say yes then they say yes if they say no then that's fine I'm still going to go. And they did say yes which was great. And so while I was over there I was traveling through America with a friend of mine who lived overseas as well and I was opened up to all of these possibilities outside of this little bubble that I've been living in in Australia. I had traveled before but this was different. It was Like I suddenly realized that all of these pressures and these challenges and these limitations that I felt in my life were actually just due to the environment that I was in and that there was this whole world outside of the bubble that I was in that I could explore and it was full of creativity and freedom and expression and there was just so many possibilities that I'd never thought about. So while I was there and I was tuned into my feminine creative side and I was traveling and I felt free, I had what I call an intuitive download. I get these literally all the time now. I make all my decisions from it. But this was quite new to me then. So I had this recurring intuitive thought, I need to move to London. I need to move to London. And this made no sense to me whatsoever because I had never been to London. I had never been on a holiday to London. I had never had the desire to move to London. It had never been a thought that I'd ever had in my life. There was no reason for me needing to go to London. But this thought kept hitting me in my third eye, in my head. It just kept coming up. And I thought, do you know what? I've got to trust this voice. I've got to trust this voice. I'm learning to trust myself. I'm learning to trust in my own truth. There must be a reason why I have to go. And so. Within four weeks of coming back, I had quit my job and I moved to London. And when I moved to London, everything changed for me. Everything, everything, everything. And I put that down to me listening and trusting in that inner voice within that we all have, but we disregard and we toss to the side as women because we think that we need to rationalize and make logic of everything rather than trusting in our intuitive wisdom. And after I moved, three months after I moved, I met my now husband who is absolutely my divine soulmate. I cannot think of anyone else that would be more suited to me and who has been, um, you know, the most loving, amazing partner and the most fulfilling relationship I've ever had. And I also got an intuitive download for my business and that actually happened after I lost a job when I'd moved over. I thought I had a great job at a designer here. I wasn't quite ready to let go of fashion. I thought maybe I'll just change the job. Um, But then the job fell through. And so at that point, I got out my journal and I listened to my intuition and I received this idea that I'm going to help people to heal the way that I was healing, the way that I had healed. And I went from there. And from there, it's been a whirlwind couple of years where I have gone full throttle Uh, my healing has accelerated. I do so much of my own personal work still because I believe that in order for me to guide people, I have to be walking that talk and I have to be embodying that for them. Um, And throughout that process, my original trauma surfaced, my original sexual abuse trauma, and I had the tools and I had the inner foundation to be able to heal that and to let that go and to forgive that. And I even spoke to the person who did that to me and I forgave them and they said sorry. And through all of those personal experiences, those things have empowered me in the business because I know from facing all of those challenges and making all of these huge changes in a short period of time in my life that I'm capable of anything. So whenever something goes wrong in the business or whenever things slow down or things aren't quite working the way that I want, I feel okay about that because I've done the hardest work. I've done the deep trauma healing. So anything else is just a challenge. It's just an assignment for me to rise up to. Um, And there has been, I guess, ups and downs, of course, when you start a business and especially when the business is you. And you're the brand and the voice is you. And there's definitely, um, you know, there's always that element there for me of maybe sometimes worrying about how people are going to perceive me and trying to do everything amazingly well all the time. Um, But it's just a beautiful journey. And it continues to be this beautiful journey for me because as I evolve, so does my business. And as I rise, so does my business. And I believe that my business is as successful as it is because of all the work that I do on myself.
0: Amazing. And so much, so much of that resonates with me. And I just, yeah, what an incredible story. Can you, can you talk more about those intuitive downloads? Because I am a big believer in this. I've experienced this in my life too. When I was building my business, I definitely had those crazy thoughts crazy ideas where everyone else is like what what are you even thinking doing that why would you want to do that why aren't you just you know staying where you are staying in your box staying in the safe job whatever it might be and I know that people listening will be experiencing that because I talk with <coughs> them on a weekly basis about it how like tell us more about the intuitive download how we, how you characterize that but more importantly how we step forward and take action and have the courage to do that because it's it's acknowledging what you want, but then the hard part is actually following through and making that decision and changing your life in that way, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. So a lot of this is deconditioning. So especially as women, we carry a lot of conditioning from past generations and ancestral trauma and trauma around using our voice as women, because Being persecuted was a real thing up until recently. And even still it is, you know, there's not full equality there. So the power of being a woman, the power of being in your feminine is intuitive wisdom. It's creative wisdom. It's why we have a womb and we create life. We have creative sexual and sensual energy we have intuition and it isn't logical, it isn't linear and it isn't forward moving all the time. It's dancing back and forth, it's cyclical, it's why we have a menstrual cycle, it's why we're affected by the moon. We don't live in a society right now that values that. We live in a society that values logic and science and being rational and being linear. It's why in corporate jobs you go to work at the same time every single day, you work monday to friday if you've got your period or you've got really bad endometriosis or you you're sick you still are expected often to go to work you don't just take time off because it's a full moon and you're bleeding you know so we live in a society that operates by a masculine paradigm and the masculine paradigm is that kind of logical linear forward moving still paradigm so we have collectively not learned to trust our intuition. So we are intuitive beings and men are intuitive beings too. I mean, we all have masculine and feminine. This isn't just about, you know, women who identify as women. Um, We all have that intuition. But as a society, we've shut off the feminine. So we don't listen to our bodies anymore. We don't listen to our gut instincts. We Might hear them sometimes, but we shut them off and go, Oh, well, no. You know, it's like that voice that tells you, "Mm, I don't think you should take that road to work today. But you go, "Mm, Well, you know, the GPS says I should, or it's the most direct way, and you take it, and then you end up in traffic. Like, that's a really silly example. But we don't listen to our intuitive side. And what that means is that it stops speaking to us as loudly. And we listen instead to fear and programming and what's expected of us and we people please and we set really high expectations for ourselves all the time and we lose our desire. We lose our creativity and we lose what makes us feel whole and complete and creative. So Part of reconnecting to this and my experience of this was that I was learning at the time to reconnect with my body and my desire. So the story that I told you of going to Coachella, logically, it was a really bad time for me to take that time off work. Logically, I knew my employers are going to be really pissed at me about this. Logically, it didn't make sense. But there was a desire within me that was saying, I want to go. And it was saying it would feel so good to go, wouldn't it? And I followed the desire, which then opened the portal for me to hear my intuition. And I was in the desire. I was dancing in Coachella. I was traveling. I was experiencing different things. I was flowing. And I was not on anyone's clock or watch or routine. I was just enjoying myself. And I think this is why a lot of people receive great wisdom when they do go traveling or they feel so expansive because you're not on your usual rigid masculine routine. You're following your pleasure. You're following your bliss. You're being present in your body and you're having conversations with your body about what feels good and what you want to do that day and what feels expansive and exciting. And that's how we teach ourselves to get back in tune with our intuition is by getting in tune with the feminine. And this doesn't mean that you need to quit your job and just become a worldwide traveler because logistically that doesn't make sense for a lot of people and we can't just live in our feminine either. We need logic. We need to be rational sometimes. I have to be that way a lot of the time in my business, you know, and with numbers and organizing things. But it's teaching ourselves to trust both. It's teaching ourselves to drop into our feminine when we can through ritual through um, not always having to do things out of the shoulds, but doing things from a place of desire. And how that looks ritualistically can be dancing. It can mean self-pleasure. It can mean cooking and thinking about the food that nourishes you rather than the food that is quick and convenient and fits into your crazy lifestyle, your lunch bake. And yoga, you know, yin yoga is amazing for this. So for me, the more that I get in touch with my body, the stronger these intuitive downloads become to the point where I literally make most decisions from this place and I just know. And I do this in my work a lot as well because something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm an energy worker. So as I have healed more and more and released a lot of baggage from, I guess, my aura and from my body, I can feel people's emotions in my face so when I'm with a client in a session I can feel if my chin is tingling I know that the person is angry and so whatever they're talking about is making them um, hold anger in their body or they're repressing anger and then other parts of my face intuitively I know different emotions or different energy centers that are going off in their body so the more that I drop into my feminine, the more I get access to stuff like that. And we are all able to access this energy work. We're all able to access being sensitive and being in tune and being intuitive. But we have to look at how we spend the majority of our lives, which is genuinely like not in the feminine. And um, if you want to get in touch with that, if you want to be more intuitive, You've got to learn to trust that part of you, and you've got to teach that part of you that you will listen to it instead of ignoring it all the time. So, I work a lot with clients on this, and um, my retreats are a really great one for people if they want to get into this and to drop into communion with their body, with their feminine, and with their intuition, because retreats are a really intense container to reconnect with that part of yourself and to come back into your life with a new sense of vitality and a new sense of being instinctual and being embodied
0: incredible and yeah I feel like so many of us would benefit from almost like hitting the reset button in that sense and like you say shedding that baggage shedding that conditioning so the work that you do is all about igniting our fire as women and I love that this has been this is, I should say, an ongoing practice of mine to really tap into that feminine energy and, and work in harmony with both feminine and masculine energies. And as you said, most of us are working, running businesses. We have to exist in this society, which at the moment is set up for us you know, we need to go to work, we need to be productive, we need to earn money. And so, how how do you balance that within your day-to-day life? Like what are your, I would love to, I know you've already shared, you love dancing, cooking, different things, but do you have any kind of daily practices, daily rituals, daily habits that you really intertwine with your work and with your work life to stay connected throughout the day?
1: Absolutely. So for me, something that has been so nourishing and powerful has been integrating pleasure into my routine. And I have an amazing ability to do this because I work for myself and I work from home. But I do think it is available to anyone. It's just easier for me maybe. So I love you know, integrating self-pleasure in my week. I would say use self-pleasure every single day I use practices such as sensual eating and my clients love that. So what that means is just when you eat, you sit and you eat slowly without a screen. And some people say, okay, well, like mindful eating. And it is like that. You are being mindful. But it's also like eating the food and really savoring the sensory experience of what it tastes like especially with fruit, even, you know, you can get quite sexual with eating fruit and it sounds ridiculous. And if it makes you uncomfortable, that is an area you should lean into because the resistance is where the healing is, right? So it's like leaning into that central part of yourself, not so that you become like a nymphomaniac, but it's so that you can translate and bring pleasure into every single thing you do. And by integrating these practices, what I've noticed is that I feel sensual in so many areas of my life. So not just in the bedroom, not just private and hidden and this taboo thing, but I can feel sensual if I'm sitting here and I'm like editing a podcast. I can feel sensual if I'm taking the laundry out from the washing machine and I'm dancing and I'm just feeling into how my body feels and I'm enjoying that flow and enjoying being in that flow state of like hanging the laundry up. So self-pleasure huge breast massage is another part of this you can do this in the shower or when you moisturize after a shower because our breasts are connected to our heart space as women and our hands are connected to our heart because often what we create in the world with love is with our hands when we touch our loved ones when we're affectionate when we hold someone's hands that is connected to our heart space So when we massage the breasts, we connect to that part of our body, but we also connect to the heart space beneath the breasts and we connect to ourselves. And that's a really beautiful self-love practice that has really changed a lot for me. And it sounds really simple. And then on a more cognitive level, gratitude, having a gratitude journal, that's always been a non-negotiable for me. So writing down what I'm grateful for every day and bringing appreciation for my life into everything that I do and everything I experience. So I use the word grateful a lot, even just when I speak to people as a practice. So I will say, I'm so grateful for your support when someone leaves a comment on my Instagram photo, for example, or when my husband does something that I really appreciate, I make sure that I tell him and I make sure that I say, I'm really grateful that you did that. And What that does, obviously, it acknowledges the other person, but it's this two-way gift that you get because gratitude is literally something that rewires the brain. And if we look at confidence, especially, gratitude is known to reduce feelings of envy and comparison, which are obviously at the root of low confidence. One of the biggest things that my clients and audience struggle with is comparison and comparing themselves. So when we practice gratitude as a ritual and a practice, the same way that we would consistently practice something like yoga or going to the gym, if we want to get fit, we've got to practice gratitude consistently so that we have that fitness of our mind where our mind automatically wants to go for appreciation and go down the pathway of gratitude rather than down the pathway of feeling limited and scarce and like you're not enough. So that's a really life-changing one that, People know about, but they get complacent with it. Like they do a gratitude journal for a month or they do a gratitude challenge on social media, but then they don't keep up with it because things get good and then they get lazy with it. So that is something that everybody has the ability to integrate because it literally takes you 60 seconds a day. And, you know, it can really change a lot for you in terms of your confidence and your self-worth and also your psychological... Well being, especially if you're someone who has PTSD or trauma, gratitude is a pillar of healing for that. So, I would definitely recommend that. But also the pleasure stuff that I mentioned, because I think a lot of people will have a resistance to that, but that is where the biggest healing is. Because when we can get tapped into pleasure, we get tapped into safety. And a lot of us don't feel safe. A lot of us don't feel safe to. Speak our truth, to feel confident, to shine our light, to feel vulnerable, to be seen in relationships. So, pleasure is our portal to feeling more safe and
0: therefore feeling more confident and empowered. Mm, Yeah. And giving ourselves permission to experience pleasure, even when, you know, even in the day to day, even in the mundane, even when life is busy it's like we said choosing you know choosing to change the scripts choosing to change the story like I get to do this or if I'm you know if I am working today how can I make that pleasurable like I can you know (laughs) eat that apple at my desk and really enjoy it I love that I love everything and I am so grateful for you sharing your incredible story with us today um last question before we head into the quick round I would love you to share any words of encouragement and advice for women listening who connect with your story particularly what you've shared about you know making that vision board and everything coming to life and building this business and building this dream life from your rock bottom if a woman is listening and She knows, you know, she feels that fire inside her. She knows she wants to make steps to change her life. But fear or comparison or resistance is holding her back. What words of encouragement would you have for her?
1: You deserve all of it. You deserve pleasure. You deserve to feel loved. You deserve to feel safe. You deserve to be confident. You deserve to have all of your wildest dreams. You deserve all of it and you have access to all of it and all of that is available to you. But it starts with you. It starts with you putting in the work and seeking the support and not trying to do it all on your own and not trying to just run on empty all the time and to just survive your life. You deserve a life where you thrive and where you feel amazing. And... You deserve a life, and a life is available to you that you cannot even conceive yet. The same way that, you know, what I had on my vision board initially is like it's only like 1% of what I have now. And I never knew any of that was available. So try on the idea that. There is beautiful magic and love and prosperity and abundance available to you. And right now, maybe you can't see it, but it's there and it's waiting for you. And the way that you get closer to that is through action and not like hustle, 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 action, but by tuning in and asking yourself, what do I really need? What support do I need to get aligned with that? Who can I talk to? Who can I call in to help me? Do I need to take a break? Do I need to take some time for me to figure this out? And give yourself permission because nobody else is going to give you permission. The world won't give you permission. The world will tell you to do the opposite. The world will tell you to stay small and to contract. But how can you open your mind? How can you open your heart? How can you open your body to these new possibilities? And look around and see who can help you because when The student is ready, the teacher always appears, as they say. And, you know, I always show up on podcasts and interviews and people always find me at the exact time that they need to hear what I have to say. And so, you know, whether that's me or whether that's somebody else, be open to calling in that support network, that support circle, that support guide, whatever that looks like for you, and
0: go for it. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is the quick round questions that I ask every guest at the end of the podcast. So Put Yourself First is all about empowering women to put themselves first, make more time for themselves and achieve their goals. So with all that being said, question number one is what is your go-to self-care ritual? Dancing. (laughs) one of mine too second question is what is challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently
1: oh I have been going through some serious spiritual awakening stuff like visions and things so this is really challenging me at the moment to really step into that and to use my voice and to not be afraid of what people say or how they judge and to really just own that part of myself and to become that kind of spiritual leader that I'm being called to be.
0: Mm, Incredible. Question number three is what are your 2020
1: goals? Uh, So a book is coming (laughs) and I, yeah, I am also creating a huge event in June, June 13th, I think, save the date. So that is a really big goal of mine at the moment. And um, I might also get
0: pregnant, but we'll see. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> so, so many exciting things come in then. Yeah. Question number four is, do you have a favourite resource that is a go-to for you that you'd love to share with us? And this could be something from your personal practice, your business, a book, a podcast, a person, anything? Breathwork. Breathwork
1: is and has and continues to change my life and it's something that I integrate with my clients too but it is one of the most amazing tools in my toolkit that I can advocate for. It helps you to release so much and to really tune into the more divine, wise
0: part of yourself. Incredible. Thank you. And last but definitely not least, where can people go to find you online? Where can women go to find out more about your work, to work with you, to sign up for your retreats? Just let us know all the things.
1: Yeah, for sure. I would love you to come connect with me. So my Instagram is this is Amy Rushworth. My website is amyrashworth.com I have two retreats coming up. One is in Cornwall in April, and that is all about self-love and manifestation and just resetting and realigning. And then there's also the Bali retreat in May, which is a really powerful healing experience and immersion. And that is all about igniting your feminine fire, coming into communion and peace and love with your body with your feminine essence, with your intuition, releasing trauma, healing. That's a really intense experience and container for anyone who wants to manifest their dreams and to do that from a confident, inspired, and self loving place. So I'll give you those links to uh, share, Kat, and anyone who wants to come. If you want a discount, you can use a code um, I am radiant. You can use for a generous discount
0: amazing thank you so much i am so grateful i feel like i'm gonna copy that now and say grateful all the time instead of thank you because such a powerful word i'm so grateful for you amy i'm so grateful for you sharing your story and continuing to you know continuing to work on yourself and share that incredible work with the women that you impact
1: thank you i'm grateful that you gave me the opportunity to share today and i'm grateful for everyone who listened and i hope that you could take something away from what i shared uh, to empower yourself to ignite your own fire and to live your best life because i want that for all of you
0: thank you for tuning in to put yourself first today if you resonated with this episode don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss another one. And please consider leaving a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And if you know another woman who needs to hear this one today, why not message her now with the link? To keep up with me, access more free resources, find out more about one-on-one and group coaching, or to just drop by and say hi, find me at cat underscore Horrocks on Instagram, or head to cathorrocks.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and don't forget, You put yourself first.